Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 144 of the Picos Riley podcast. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Emilson. And joining me, we have my co-host, Anomaly. Hello. And uh, we have another quiet week, actually. Uh, two in a row. Yeah. Imagine that. There's some some new information about how things in patch 10.0.5 are going to work, which, reminder, that comes out this coming reset. Um, yeah. As well as we'll do our release for Classic WoW. Yes, yes. And beyond that, nothing much. No, no. Um, so uh, before we get into that, how is your uh, progression going? And uh, yeah, progression for me. Um, it's it's going. Uh, we got uh, we got Kurag down um, this week. So first kill on on that boss, which is I think a, you know which is good. Um, I think we we've talked about we talked about that fight at length last week. It was just nice to kill it. It's still very tight on timing, at yeah. least for us. Like, I mean, we we killed it at the enrage point. So I think the boss gets got like two or three ticks, and you know, half the raid falls over. And right, um, and so like that was that was rough, and that was with a great. I mean, we we entered the final phase at like twenty eight percent, I want to say, or something like that. So like we had a very yeah. good percentage going in. Um, but yeah, it's super tight timer. Um, this, the, op- the opening swap too for like the first transition still like we finally switched swap to our warrior tank and then had a couple of wipes to just like literally the, the ad almost spawning, but not getting a tick of the debuff and like the, yeah. the weird stuff. That, it's that can really, really tight. Um, so we rekilled it this week, right? It took mm-hmm. us a few, I think it took us 13 pulls to, to get the rekill. Nice. Um, and my Kote, I don't know what what <laughs> he does, but God, it's so consistent. Like every single time, I'm like, oh God, we're getting we're getting the lightning ad, and then it just like goes away at ninety nine percent complete on the gas time. It's That's so awesome. ridiculous, but we had a hundred percent success rate on that. Oh really? Oh, which nice. was which was nice. Um, less than one hundred percent success rate on actually some of the stuff in the Earth phase that we had just kind of been yellowing. Yeah. that um, actually came back to bite us. Like, it just happened to work on our prog kill. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then for the rekill, we, like, frontaled the raid a couple of times. Nice. nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, we got we got really cons- Like, after the initial one, like, the, the earth phase got really consistent for us um, in terms of, like, ad placement and, like, you know, even with the overlapping like concentric circle move that the boss and the ad do, like we yeah. like the tanks were really good about placing it where like there was even if they both were spawning at the like the second ring on the boss and the first ring on the ad spawn at the same time, there was still space. Yeah. Um to stand. So um yeah, I mean like that was really consistent. That 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 fight though as a healer is just so stressful. Like yeah. The end of the earth phase, like the final tick, everyone just drops to like two percent health. Like, and it's you're yeah. just like, I don't know what to do here. Um, we also we had some incredible bad luck on some of our pulls that were actually we just like wiped two people getting enveloping earth two and three times in that phase, which oh, is wow. the big like healing absorb, right? Yeah. So they're like, if it's not the first one, they're supposed to hit a health stone or a healing potion or both to get it mm. off. And so like we had somebody that got 
enveloping Earth on the second, third, and fourth sets and just like died on the fourth one. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, what do you do? Like, you just pull a res on them. But then we had uh, two different polls where we had the same three people get enveloping Earth back to back on like the third and fourth sets. And that is just like that also like i think the fourth one like overlaps with the second um like or maybe it overlaps with like the earth circles which also just does a bunch of ticking damage on top of the regular ticking damage and so they just like couldn't immediately get the healing absorb off of them and just like basically ticked out because they just had you know healing absorb left yeah Um, yeah that was (laughs) <laughs> I, I we didn't realize what exactly was happening with that until I went back and looked at the logs after the after the kill. But yeah. that was dumb. Like that's Did you Oh sorry. I feel like that should have like a little bit of protection where it like tries not to target the same person twice in a row. Yeah, almost like the uh like the jailer bombs, right? Where like yeah. jailer bombs had like you couldn't get targeted twice in a row if, if there were other yeah. eligible targets. Yeah. Yeah, something like that'd be nice. I mean, we found two. I don't know. So I'm a. I guess the way you do frost phase, the way that we do it is we basically the first set of in the inter- frost intermission, the first set of like soaks. Um, we do tanks and then immune classes. So like tanks and some rogues, I think yeah. do it. Um, and then like the second set is like everybody else. The raid splits in two for like the second soak, right? And like yeah. the tanks and rogues don't soak. So we had a wipe where one of our rogues got the soak. And the problem is, is like we do everything by like icon. So he got the tank soak icon. So, yeah. so like he of course like instinctively ran to the tanks, and then the other person was like, "Oh no, where do we go?" And like like we wiped to that, yeah. like being like just bad targeting there so, with that ability. Do you remember the Desane thing with the beam, where you could like have everybody but an immune person soak the beam, yeah. and then the next beam would guarantee go on an immune person? Yeah. You can do that with those soaks. Oh really? Yeah, so what we do is um, we have everybody except a hunter and a, I think it's a hunter, and a rogue soak the first two. So it's nine and nine-ish. But it's like not that big of a deal. Like just don't stand in both. Uh, if it's yeah, eight yeah. and ten, nobody cares. Um, and then on the next one, it just goes on the hunter and the rogue. And we did have, we did have one wipe to... Uh, the first soak going on the hunter and then like not making the correct call for it to be a backup uh-huh, to have yeah. it because the second set of absolute zeros in the intermission freezes you right if you yeah. soaked if you've soaked the previous one that doesn't happen in the main phase but it does happen in the intermission which is like really janky like i don't understand yeah. exactly why it is like that it's very weird it's very weird um but yeah, so you you can do the um do the the same kind of tech as you can on Desane. Okay. And that makes that much easier because then you just like don't have any damage on the second one. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll I'll I'll bring that up this week then and see if we change that. Yeah. So that's how that's what we were doing. We're sort of doing a small immune group for the first one and then larger, you know, the raid for the second. But yeah, we got it down. It was just super stressful. Like the the funny thing is like the earth phase is the only hard part, I feel like, of that that fight right at least from a healing perspective yeah um, yeah so it's yeah it's super super sketchy um the, yeah, and then we, uh, we pulled we pulled dathia or sorry oh go ahead i was gonna say we pulled dathia like a couple of times and um but really it was just to like get like weak aura shenanigans set up since yeah um 
I guess there's like a whole suite of things to know, like what ad has how many buffs and to yeah. sort of like point yeah. your raid that way for marks. But um, yeah, that'll be a fun fight to progress on, I think. Um, yeah. The thing is interesting. We'll, we'll <laughs> see. I So because we spent so much time on Karag, we did not pull the Thea on Friday. Mm-hmm. We have like two hours of pulls from the previous week and it had gotten, we were getting to the second platform and then it like died, right? Yeah. And we, we weren't killing the second platform. So we went back and did um, in between that raid night and and this week's raid, um, did some like optimization of our platform groups, split up some of the like overkill single target DPS that we had going on, asked people to sw- swap from like AOE builds to single target builds, which this raid actually has a lot of this where there's like technically AOE, but you should be playing single target. Like there's like yeah. one boss. There's two bosses that you can justify playing AOE on, I think. Mm-hmm. Primal Council, because yeah. it's literally just four targets stacked to cleave. And then a few handful of people on um, Diurna. Yeah. Because if you're in the ad group on Diurna, you don't want everybody in AOE spec, because then like, you do have a huge single target check in Phase 2. Right. But you do want some people in AOE spec to make sure those ads die. So, like, I feel like there's a little bit of a balance there on Diurna and, like, having a couple people like a Windwalker and a, a Feral Druid kind of thing in the ad group just go nuts on the, the AOE and everybody else single targets the Pryo ad is, yeah. like, maybe correct. But uh, I haven't pulled that boss yet because we haven't killed the Thea. Yeah. Yeah, it'll uh, be... Yeah, I, yeah, we haven't. Yeah, we didn't really. I think we did a little bit of like our our goal was really just to live. So we had like forty five minutes by the time we got Karai down in our raid night to to pull. Yeah. Um, thing. And so I'd say yeah, I was just sort of like learning the movement, like some of the initial timers and how the how like what marks you want to duplicate, what marks you don't want to duplicate, right? Um, with yeah. the sets that go out. So it was a, yeah. uh, it was a, uh, it was good. It was good. Night. It was good to get Karai down. It was just it was super. Like there was a, it was one of those, it was one of those fights. I don't know if you ever get this in your guild, but like where you're like halfway through your raid night, you sh- you think you should have killed this boss by now and you're just not. And there's like yeah. that slight dip in morale where you're just like, I don't think we're killing this tonight. It's going to be another week. This is awful. Yeah. Um, definitely been there. Yeah. But that was kind of our Sinarth, right? Where like we went into Sinarth expecting to kind of knock it out pretty quickly mm-hmm. and just like flubbed it. And it went from being like wiping in phase two multiple times in the first five pulls to yeah. taking two and a half hours to kill it. Yeah. Two and a half, three hours to kill it. And that's like, you cross that point where it's like, we're not really getting a lot of time on the next boss this week. Yeah. And we killed Senarth. We knew we could, but we did not get very much time on Kurog that week. Yeah. Um, actually, one more thing actually on Kurog. We switched our tank setup in uh, in the Earth phase. We were having our Demon Hunter tank the ad, which is just like we were just yoloing it. So he just like tanked the ad because that's he taunted it first on the first time we got mm-hmm. there. So he was the ad tank now, right? Yeah. Um, we switched it to being me on Blood DK because we actually read that part of the Dungeon Journal, and <laughs> or I read that part of the Dungeon Journal, and the uh, the thing that it does, it's frontal applies like a 500k healing absorb to everybody that it hits right yeah which for a demon hunter is like kind of problematic mm-hmm. for a blood gk though you just hit death strike and you're done 
Yeah, it gets you rid of it. Pretty much yeah. just like get rid of it. Um, which is uh Blood Decay was one hundred percent like the correct progression choice for me this year. Like it's just yeah. it's just so good this year. That's um, awesome. But also, uh just like as a kind of a warning for anybody that's progressing that on any tank, if you are the ad tank, the earth phase is way, way, way more intense. Yeah. You take so much more damage. And even though like Death Strike just gets rid of the the helium absorb, sometimes you get like I got effectively global a couple times. One time it actually killed me because I had blown perk earlier on something unnecessarily. But mm-hmm. um where you get this healing absorb for your whole health bar the ads are up the like small ads that yeah. actually really do hurt uh you're tanking the boss you're tanking the ad and you just like all of it happens at once and your health bar just goes away yeah <laughs> yeah i mean we it's funny that you say that because we just we turned to like just literally pre-externaling tanks for the second set of ads just because it was like yeah it was like we just needed justifiably yeah, just to just it didn't even I didn't wait for them to call for anything. It was just like, all right, ads are spawning. Wait like two seconds, and as you see like two or three of them in there, just hit your external, right? Yeah, and then and then you're yeah. good. So we were um, so I was we had our DPS DK using Abomination Slim on the first set of ads in the phase, and I was using mine on the second set. Mm-hmm. And like on the second set, I was like doing that. I was hitting Dancing and Rune Weapon, which is also like a super good cooldown for that because the auto attacks are the main damage source there. You just like parry seventy percent of them. But then you can get unlucky and you like get the 30% roll three times in a row and you're like in purgatory now. Yeah. 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 Um, and crushed. Yeah. Yeah. But that fight, that phase went from like entirely chill to just insanely stressful just by having me swap to taking the ad. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. We did, we did one tank swap in the frost phase. We had our, we had, uh, we changed like the order so that when the ad did their when you did the overlap of the boss and the ad doing like the circles, our warrior yeah. had it that they, like that they could like leap out and then like charge back in to move I the just, ad off to the side. I just realized I'm a complete. So we were trying. I had, I had heard this is incorrect. I'm going to preface yeah. this with this is incorrect. I had heard that you could blessing of freedom the tank uh, that takes the frost ad frost ad out in the final phase. Yeah. And have them not get frozen from being alone. No, it doesn't. Yeah. That we does not work. <laughs> yeah. That does not work. Um, but I also just realized I'm a moron. I can just taunt the ad as a DK and walk out there. Yeah. And even if AMS doesn't prevent the um, application of the the stun, IBF. Yeah, you can, like, yeah, you can just nice IBF it and walk back. Yeah, exactly. And AMS does prevent you from getting stunned by the like orbs coming out of the ad. So you can like walk out there and then just like hit AMS and walk back and ignore anything. Everything that's happening. Yeah. 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 We, yeah. we ended up doing it with our warrior just because it, it was more consistent um, with that. Yeah. But yeah, we, we, we tried the freedom strat. I think we tried, I think we tried bopping and taunting to remove it, which. Yeah, didn't work. So we, yeah, we were so we got there like twice, and the second time we, the first time we didn't reach that point because we just didn't have people, and the the second time we just killed it, even though uh, my co tank died because I baited him with the blessing of freedom thing. Nice, nice. <laughs> um, but we were talking about like maybe maybe he goes out there, and even if he gets frozen, like we just have a priest grip him because he won't yeah. like even if he gets gripped through an orb, he won't die. Yeah, he'll just it, yeah. be stunned on the ranged pile. 
which is exactly. fine. Yeah. Yeah. There's no issue there. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, I mean, that final phase is it's, yeah, it's rough. Like that movement, that part is like so stressful. Even, I mean, I guess the whole fight is sort of stressful, but that part, even for a healer, cause like you're half looking at your frames, half looking at your feet. It's just like your eyes yeah. are in like four different places. It feels like so everything after phase one. Well, okay. After phase one, pretty much everything is chill the tank. If you're the earth ad tank in, in yeah. the earth phase, then that gets kind of spicy, especially like our threat on the the small ads is like kind of all over the place. Sometimes it's me, sometimes it's my co-tank, sometimes it's like neither of us in the evokers got to like run for their lives. Yeah. Um, Spoil that. Uh, actually, side note: evoker mastery needs to have like a negative threat modifier on it. <laughs> it is so ridiculous. Please. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, but the first first phase, like the getting getting almost murdered by dance all the time is is fun oh yeah yeah and the storm thing is awful yeah no yeah the the other start yeah oh no but uh, sorry small prediction i think that i think that we get some career changes with 10.05 i think we see that announcement on monday do you think so i think so i it's my prediction monday january 23rd we will see career changes yeah, I wonder. I wonder too if we if we see Dathia changes. There's only been well when I when we were raiding Thursday, there had only been like hundred or so Dathia kills. I feel like a lot of guilds up. go Karag first because like the the conventional wisdom is that Karag is just a numbers check, and it's not yeah. just a numbers check, but it's like way more of a numbers check than the mechanics check. If right, you can right, do right. the dance in phase one, then pretty much you've done all of the complexity of the fight as far as like a DPS player is concerned. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Dethea has a lot more mechanically going on, mm-hmm. so um, most people went Karag first, and Karag is like you were saying is a real numbers check the whole way through. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah this is so a lot more kills now on Dethea, but yeah, like three hundred twenty-three according to Warcraft logs. Yeah, but um. But yeah, I, mean, I was I was thinking yeah, Kurag probably makes sense. Although like honestly, they they haven't touched really any of the bosses. Um, and I feel like too, yeah. there's so there's still like what was our what was our raids? Let me just look something up because our raids item level for the Kurag kill like we have a ton of room to grow. Your item level was four eleven, and so like Mythic's still dropping four fifteen. Right. It's like, such a it's such a strange tier actually from a like gear progression standpoint. Um, yeah. like people in my guild have gone the hardest that they have ever gone ever for like gear, mm-hmm. and we still have a ton of room to grow in terms yeah. of eye level. Yeah, which on the one hand means that like when we come back and we do these bosses on farm and we're eye level four twenty, um, joke, <laughs> it's so gonna excited. be great. That's yeah. gonna make farm so much easier, and also actually. Most of these bosses get a lot easier with damage, like a lot easier. This is not right. like we're not dealing with stuff like in Sepulchre where almost nothing got easier with damage. You had like once you cross the threshold with Anduin that you could one phase it, that was significantly easier. Um, mm-hmm. Jailer got significantly easier once you cross certain breakpoints and you could yep. like just skip most of phase three and all of phase four. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like Liavim got easier when you could like yeah. two phase that yeah it just got but, shorter but beyond that like 
they didn't really get easier in meaningful ways with increased damage. Whereas like Dathea, like more damage just means you skip later platforms. Yeah, which uh, is good. Yeah. Karag, like the ad like just dying. Little, yeah. yeah. It becomes like a non-issue, which is easy. Yeah. And like, yeah, Taros too. Like you, you miss that sort of fine. Like we actually killed Taros before. Like we didn't cleave the final set of spikes on Taros this week. Yeah. We did. So the like same we thing. were, yeah, we were we were really far ahead there. So um, last week, last week we uh, killed it with the DPS dead the whole time. So that was fun. Oh, nice! Uh, in enrage, deep deep in enrage, it was slower than our first kill, but you know, <laughs> we got, got there. You got it down. You got it down. Nice. But yeah, yeah. This I think this tier. I like. I think it's a combination too of like first tier, right? Which you always sort of see that you start just so much lower anyway. Yeah. Um, and sort of get to raise up, and then um, yeah, just yeah. I think these fights will. These fights will be fun once you have some gear. So yeah, I kind of am curious if so. There's there's two pieces of it, right? Like we started at a lower island level, mm-hmm. but there's also like the gear acquisition rate, and it feels so strange that like you know we can do twenties for, I guess twenties drop. What do twenties drop from the end of or... Dungeon Cash four or five? I was I thought it was four. 15 and then you could proc 421 from your thing and look it up real quick yeah i think i didn't think it was that low i'll be honest with you but let me see that's what i'm like like double... hey, no you're right yeah 20s or 405 wow yeah yeah so like you can get 405s from that which i guess is like i guess that's probably actually why we are still on this gear curve yeah um because like 20s or a 405 15s are like 398 or something. Yeah. So we're like 59 levels above that, above what 15 drops. Mm-hmm. Actually, 16s are 398. 15s are like 395. Like, that's crazy. So we are literally 59 levels over what a 15 drops. And that's probably why we're still like got so much room for additional eye level. Yeah. Just because like Mythic Plus, the end of dungeon stuff just isn't that compelling yeah and it's all i mean it's also like 20s are not easy yeah right like it's it's yeah. it's not like it's not like just you spam 15s like you used to do and, and it'll be we, fine like week one so we uh i was doing keys before this um which i had internet issues uh so we were maybe not sure if the podcast was happening today but we went into temple of jade serpent and we do the first poll and like everything's fine we get into the the second poll and everything's fine we get into the third poll and I like death grip some some dudes in, and I go to death grip a second dude. They just like nothing happens, <laughs> just nothing yeah. happens. Everything is stopped. There's a swirly under me that hasn't gone away yet that should have. That's so funny. Um, and then everything catches up, and four people are dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's uh, it uh, the gear the gear stuff is it's it's a nice change of pace, right? Because I, I think we'll see probably nerfs. I think that too just causes maybe nerfs to slow down a bit like i hear your prediction yeah. for kurag but like i would almost think you see nerfs to the bosses before kurag before they hit kurag right now i think they'll hit kurag because mm-hmm. of the storm tech That's i think true. they'll hit it because That's it's true. like it's not the intended strat it's a very frustrating strat like yeah. it actually wasn't that frustrating for us because my co-tech nailed it like, right, right, right. Yeah. Not from the first pull, but like we we had like our our uh, hour and a half on it the first night where we didn't get it a single time, and we came back in and he missed it like once, 
since yeah. then. <laughs> yeah. totally and, yeah. and so, um, yeah, but I, 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 I think Kurog specifically because like that is really frustrating. That yeah. mechanic, I think, is the only reason Kurog eats it. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, well, we'll um, I guess we'll see. Um, but yeah, I expect some level of nerfs, particularly to like the new. I think you're right. There'll be some changes. Um, but probably, I, I feel like it's probably to some of the earlier bosses than the, like the Dethea's and Broodkeeper. Yeah. Well, the, I don't think we see any changes to Broodkeeper, honestly, unless it's just an overall numbers reduction, right? But, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we get to the end of the tier and there are zero changes to Broodkeeper overall. Yeah, the fight's just solid. <laughs> Just really, really solid. So that was it's funny because that's the one that everybody was like, Oh, I'm gonna hate that. I'm gonna hate that fight. That's gonna be an awful fight when doing yeah. it on PTR. And then we come in and it's like the most perfectly tuned fight that everybody's like, Yeah, this is fine. Exactly. We can do this. Exactly. Exactly. Um well cool. Um any other prog stuff from your side? Um nope, still trucking along. We have all night on Dethea tonight. Um nice. and fingers crossed we can get our kill. Nice, nice. Well, cool. Well, um, I guess we can cover a couple things that happened over the past week before we talk a little bit about some of the, maybe the stuff we didn't cover too much in the patch for the week. So um, this week in non-retail news, um, we don't typically talk about other games, but um, Oldowar was released for uh, Wrathlish King Classic. And uh, it was cleared in like, what, 45 minutes by Old Beef Bar? Hour and 18 minutes. Or hour and 18 minutes hour and eight, sorry hour and so 18 minutes. It, the raid opened at six o'clock eastern time they mm-hmm. got their their final kill at 7 17 and 42 seconds they and crushed it the next best was progress at 7 29 oh wow so almost 15 minutes later which is like on the one hand that's like in the scale of this of like an hour that's a lot yeah but in the scale of like a typical world first race, like imagine if Echo and Limit like killed the boss 15 minutes apart. Are we like so they were hyped. both raiding, the hotfix goes in, and just it's like who is currently in a like Echo, like imagine if that was it instead. It's like hotfix goes in, Limit is like just starting a pull, so they don't have the hotfix yet because the boss has to reset for it. Yeah. But Echo is like between pulls. And just imagine if that were the deciding factor. Yeah. Yeah. That would be that'd be crazy. Um but yeah, no, they uh Beef Bard crushed um Olduar, um to take world first over everything, which I think is really cool. So um I this is I'll tell you, this is the first one of the first raids that I remember vividly, like my guild like not being able to kill certain things. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like like we like we did it like early on like we when I did classic rating when I rated in classic like we didn't clear Nax forty at the time but we got yeah. to four horsemen and then just didn't have the tanks to to do four horsemen so we sort right. of went and did everything right. else but um and that was fine because I was like new or whatever but like we went through all of BC cleared all of BC it was great um and then got to Wrath and I was like holy hell <laughs> like yeah like firefighter is absolutely insane like. Um, yeah like those those fights were just nuts um but yeah no uh, this is like uh, to me like i think old war is probably one of my favorite like not one of my favorites but actually yeah so one of my like favorite overall raids right i think there's one fight that really stands out but um it's one of those things where like i would like to do old war 
but also I don't want to invest the amount of time into Wrath Classic to do Old War. Yeah, I agree. Like I, need- I, I, I enjoy the like leveling experience in Classic, and I still do. Mm-hmm. But I don't really like the end game. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Like heroic dungeons are just not with the way people do them now. Like I actually had a good time with with like doing heroics back in original BC. Uh huh. But like that's with with people that don't know what they're doing. Like back in the day where we thought we needed to CC like three of the four mobs in the pack so we could, you know, make it through Sethic Halls. Yeah. And, exactly. And then you go back and like TBC classic happens and all the all the like classic endings are like, oh, back in my day we had to CC mobs. You <laughs> just have people like pulling wall to wall. <laughs> everything. Yeah. Everything, just wall to wall. Um yeah. but yeah. yeah. So one of the interesting things, so like I worked on some of the the support for this at Warcraft Logs and Ulduar is the one raid that has really, really pervasive hard modes that mm-hmm. are optional. They're not real difficulties. You like do them like during the fight, you trigger them. So like on XTO2, you um, kill the like he goes into the heart phase. If you kill the heart, then you turn on hard mode. He heals the full and he has new mechanics. And then yep. you do that version of the fight. Um, and so that is the only raid that's like this. There's yeah. like Sartharian that technically also has this, but Sartharian is like a one-off and like not a big deal. Yeah. Um, so we had to do some really new stuff to track like people's progression because people want to like feel like they're continuing to progress after they've killed all the bosses on like the normal difficulty. Yeah. And there's achievements for the higher ones, right? Like the actual like world first here for beef bar is doing yog zero light and doing algalon which are both hard mode bosses um so we had a bunch of new work to do to support hard modes for this which was very interesting we touched a lot of things we don't normally touch like all-star point calculations which briefly broke this week because we made a mistake nice um nice. wasn't me this time but but i will see i bet you i bet you there was part of your fingerprints on that break somewhere <laughs> i mean you could find some but <laughs> yeah no i thought it was it was interesting because i read i mean like warcraft logs i won't say you guys so i know you weren't there but uh warcraft logs put out um like that big like a huge post on like how they were doing the scoring and i thought that was so funny that not funny but it was it was to me it's almost like you have like warcraft logs as the gatekeeper for what is considered world first which is such a different right not, i think so, gatekeeper has negative connotation i don't mean it right. negatively i just mean like you need Warcraft logs to set up something to say what guild is first. Yeah. Because if not, everyone will fight about exactly who's first. Right. right? I mean, basically what it boiled down to is we, we looked at what the guilds that were actually like, we looked at two things, right? It's like, what are the actual world first guilds consider world first? Yeah. And then what do like regular guilds consider like finishing the raid? Right. Uh-huh. And pretty much universally, it was you do every boss on hard mode. You kill Algalon. Yeah. And that's like what it means to finish the raid. And so th- then for the world first guilds, they're like, we're going for also server first titles. They're going for their, their, you know, death demise. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going for, I don't remember if there's a title. There's a, there's a title for Algalon, isn't there? I believe so. I don't remember. Um, like Celestial Defender or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're like, well, it would be great if the progression rules aligned with us also getting server first titles. 
Yeah. And so that this does like getting world first on Warcraft logs means you got Death's Demise and you got Algalon. Gotcha. Um, so there's that, which is so it's not like we didn't like out of nowhere pick that. It was yeah. more of like, what is the community doing? Okay, we're going to make what the community is doing anyway. Kind of like our our measurement of progression. Yeah. But that also is like so every like the the some bosses have like five hard mode or five difficulty levels effectively. Yeah. You have, you have like just doing it the normal way. And then actually Yogg is a great example of this. Yogg, you can do it with all the keepers or you can do it, you know, three or two or one or no keepers. Yeah. So you, you can do it five different difficulty levels. And so basically every boss ends up being like on a, one to five points depending on which hard mode level you did it on <laughs> that's and awesome. the bosses the bosses there's two bosses with no hard mode levels right or three they're just mm-hmm. worth one point but then yeah. algalon is just like a hard mode by himself so he's just worth five five yeah regardless um and this is all if anybody is actually curious this is all laid out in the warcraft logs site like you can go to the classic site and like click the there's a big tile on the front page that has the rules but uh, I went through all of that because I think that the chart of progress for this is actually really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. We have like a histogram of like how many points each guild has gotten. And this is like normally what this would show is just how many boss kills you have. Except right. now it's points. And there's a big, like most guilds have just like been clearing through the normal difficulties of the bosses. And you right. see that because like this is a 13 boss raid without Algalon. Um, and most guilds are at 13 points or below. Mm-hmm. And you have like 100 guilds at 14 points. And beyond that, there's like two or 300 guilds total that have done hard modes at all. Yeah. And like 10% of those actually have full cleared all the hard modes, everything. Um, but it's just like a really interesting, like this is such a fun thing to look at where it's like, oh, look yeah. at how the gulf between like regular players and the people that are like speed running stuff in classic now. Yeah. Cause these top guilds are going to turn around and they're going to do speed running starting next week because you know, they've already finished progression, yeah, but is, yeah. everybody else is going to be doing progression still. Like they're going to be working on, you know, maybe they didn't get any of the hard modes. Maybe they come back and they do heartbreaker and firefighter. And then in the, the next week they get like the Thorim one and the Hodier one. Yeah, uh, or what those are called. Oh yeah, like the frozen. Yeah, the fro- what's which yeah, actually? Yeah, the 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 is it Thorum that breaks the cache or Hodir that breaks the cache? Whichever one breaks the cache. There's a bug right now, like an actual in-game bug, that uh, he can turn friendly at the end of the fight, uh-huh. and then turn around and break the cache anyway. Oh, anyway, no. even if you, even if you technically completed the hard mode. Oh, and then you don't get your achievement or anything so that's rough. yeah that is rough um but yeah i mean yeah definitely i mean shout out to to beef bar for getting through it and yeah the old war is it's fun so if yeah i, I have the same thing that you have which is like i would love to do old war uh i don't want to get to the point where i can do old war <laughs> right like that right. that sort of gear up part of it is not something um yeah i want to engage with it all so um but cool. Um, so moving on, um, a little bit of, I'll say, sad news um, in the grand scheme of things. So we have um, 
if you remember, I think we talked about this before the holidays, but um, Blizzard China or like the services, Blizzard services in China were going to be shut down effective. Uh, I think it's January 23rd or 22nd or 23rd. Um, and um, this is a, this is a big deal. I think we talked about it at the time, but like having your game, like no Western company can operate a game within China. You essentially have to partner with a studio inside of China or a company inside of China to get your game published and, and active there. Um, and Blizzard and NetEase, and NetEase was the Chinese company that supported Blizzard, um, basically had a falling out, you could say. Like Blizzard didn't want to renew their agreement. And so the 22nd was sort of the, or sorry, 24th um, was sort of the the final day. Um, and some news had come out, um, uh, I guess, earlier or earlier last week around the fact that Blizzard was trying to resurrect the sort of deal between them and NetEase. Um not very didn't go very well we'll say um and primarily negotiations broke down (laughs) yeah you could you could say that so and the reason we know this is because netties live streamed themselves uh taking like axes and like bats to the large they they built a large like uh uh what's the what's the name of the axe name of um hell screams axe oh uh gorehow they have like a large gorehow i think it is statue in front of their building and Netties live stream themselves basically breaking it like down, like destroying it. Yeah. Um, and then like, so, you know, Blizzard came out with their post about how like, oh, we're sorry to the fans. We tried to make this work. We couldn't. And then Netties fired back with their posters. Basically like Blizzard tried to strong arm us into a bad deal. And so we're just never working with them again. Um, which sucks if you're a player in China. Um, yeah. Because like at that point, like you don't have the ability to will say play on Chinese realms, right? Everything. And this, this isn't just a wow thing. This is every blizzard game. So it's wow. Hearthstone right. overwatch. Um, I think it's maybe even Starcraft. I don't know if they operate in Starcraft in that region, but I mean, assuming yeah. Starcraft is also on that list. So, um, but not Diablo yeah. immortal, by the way. Yeah. Diablo, Diablo immortal is a different deal. Yeah. Different deal. So you can still play that same company is different deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, like I, I, Personally, I mean, I think it's obvious that the real losers here are just the the players in China. Like, yeah. they're the ones that really are getting the short end of the stick. I would feel weird being, like, either pro-Blizzard or pro-Netties, because I just, like... I'm not pro, yeah. Like... I don't think... I don't, there's, there's not a good guy on either side here. This is just yeah. two companies squabbling over money, right? And, like, yeah. the players are the ones that get screwed. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> However, in the... In the greatest possible irony, a bunch of Chinese players are migrating to Taiwanese realms. That's so funny. Uh, oh, that's hilarious. Oh, yeah, because they're not they're not governed. Yep. Because they're not they don't have to go through the Chinese government for yeah. operations in Taiwan. And it's relatively close in terms of location. Yeah. Uh, lots of language overlap. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so the Taiwanese realms, they had to like spin up new realms. Uh, they're all like max capacity. That's so funny. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. And I, I too, the fun like and again, like I can tell this was sort of hastily put together because I think Blizzard thought they had a. I wonder if Blizzard thought they had another partner lined up and just that deal fell through, which means they had to sort of scramble to go back to Netties. But there is a service that Blizzard put together to, for you to save your character if it's on a Chinese realm. Right. I heard that's not working, by the way. 
Yeah. Like as of like mid last week, that service was still not working 100%. So like you might have players who can't save characters they've played for, you know, you know, I however long. Because what? Uh, wow didn't uh, go to... Wow came out to, in China at the end of Wrath. Yeah. So, um, so they, yeah. So it's just been, it hasn't been, I was gonna say 15 years, but it's been a long time. Like if that's where you started. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's a terrible situation for the players and it, it sort of really sucks for them. And, you know, this is just two companies who, you know, can't, I don't know, probably fighting over money at the end of the day. Right. Or like, you know, yeah, royalties or, or whatever or, it ends up being. So. I mean, at the end of the day, it is money, whether it's royalties yeah. Or, or terms of the contract or something else, at the end of the day, it's like either money now or money later. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awful. But if you're a player in China, it sounds like you can potentially migrate to some Taiwanese realms um, and continue yeah. to play, really start over, but at least continue to play. So Yeah. Um, so cool. Um, so moving on to other not good news for old Blizzard from the last week. Um, there's been a ton of a ton of server instability issues for some of the larger realms in in both America and the EU. Um, and so I don't know if you, so you're on Area 52, which I think is one yeah. of the largest affected realms by this, but there was basically we a ton. We forgot sorry? to bring this up last week as well, which is when yeah. the issues were really bad. So last week, like not this reset, the previous reset was so bad that the weekday team in our guild that raised Tuesday, Wednesday, basically lost all of their progression time. Gosh, that's awful. They they got a friend uh, that had a character on like I don't know Thrall or something, Throtar, some like mm-hmm. like Thrall is a relatively large realm, but it's not like one of the mega realms. Throtar is like a new player server. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they got them to like give like certain instance and they went in their instance and that that's how they got around the instability because it technically wasn't like associated with area 52 yeah but they still lost like two and a half hours on their first raid night and like another two hours on the next raid night so they just like lost half their raid week got through yeah. reclear and had like 30 minutes to put into to Karag. yeah and just like ended up just a week behind basically because of that which really sucks yeah yeah, that's I mean and, and the issue the issue just so if you guys aren't aware is like basically raids were like being auto disbanded. Um yeah. like or like just like I think instances were crashing too at certain times. So it was a bunch yep. of just like essentially like like you said, instability issues within the instant servers for the larger realm. So um yeah, it's awful. I haven't heard of anything this reset though. So I think it seems like Blizzard has gotten whatever that issue was under control. Um yeah. but it very much reminds me of um our our Denathrius progression where we were getting put into, I think it was Denathrius. It was one boss where we were getting, it might've been even in BFA, but we were getting put into Singapore instance servers through zoning Ooh. in and having like 300 ping. Um, trying to do, yeah, it actually, it might've actually been as off if I remember correctly. Um, and like, there's nothing we could do, like nothing we figured out how to do about it. We'd soft reset the instance, come back up and, you know, still you know 300 ping so we lost like a week or two to that so that sucks i mean at least like uh all right boomer take here 300 ping is very playable in world of warcraft it's yeah. not pleasant but it is very playable if it's a consistent 300 ping you're fine yeah yeah i <laughs> like, think our 
our issue was two photos. Like we weren't used to playing with it. And then also I, it wasn't consistent in that. Like right. we would get spikes that's every the, once in a while. That's the big issue. Is, yeah. Cause, cause like if you're like mostly at 300 ping and then it'll occasionally like drop for a second or two, that second or two is what gets you. That's like <laughs> where you get hit by a swirly. You like on the Zoth, you lose all your sanity. You like don't move psychus to the right spot. Like whatever it is that one to two seconds can like completely wreck your pole. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it, it sounds like Blizzard's gotten at least that issue under control. We haven't seen, I haven't seen any yeah. like, posts so this, this week. So, so this is, uh, this is something that, um, was happening up until like Tuesday, this reset. And then they restarted a bunch of servers on like Tuesday and Wednesday. And it seems to mostly have gone away. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not had it, like, I had it happen in the dungeon on Tuesday. I have not had it happen since. That's good. That's good. Yeah, so um, hopefully all of those technical issues are cleared up, and uh, and yeah, we can uh, yeah, there's no more no more random disconnects. Losing raid nights is is always awful. So yeah, um, yeah, it is. Just a, a real quick one here. Next up is there is a new subscription promotion. So if you like WoW likes to do, if you have a six month or in this case year long subscription, you will be receiving a awesome new. Bunny rabbit mount. Um, it is, of course, you know, Chinese New Year, Lunar New Year. Um, it is the year we're going into the year of the rabbit. And so you get a cool little uh, rabbit mount, uh, basically. So um, they just did like a year long promotion. At yeah, the so you actually like launch a Dragonflight, which is very yeah, funny. But and you get this mount too with like if yeah. you have that year long promotion, this counts for, for yeah. this uh, for this promotion too. So um, yeah, the mounts, it's a it's it, it's just a bunny rabbit like a blue bunny rabbit with like carrots on its saddlebags and you sort of ride it around it's it's not too interesting um uh it also does not have wings so it does the whole floaty run thing to fly which i hate so uh this mount will not be used by me um yeah. but speaking well, of mounts also oh, sorry. it's not a dragon riding mount so you're not using it to fly anyway All right, well it used to fly to like core stars or uh okay. halls of valor okay. um but I, to be fair, I get some in there anyway because I'm lazy. Um, uh, but I will say, mount-wise, speaking of just mounts in general, I finished the – I did my first ever in, like, years dungeon achievement run and got oh, all really? the all the dungeon achievements to get the – what is it? Shellac mount, the the the, the slug the lava mount. slug. Lava slug. Be- yeah. Best decision of my life. That thing is so cool. It yeah. does, like, this super cool jump. It's, like, special move is, like, like spins like a top, like – yeah. Mount's amazing. So yeah. I recommend I well, and I also think the it's the best color version of it. I think there's other snail mounts um are different colored, but I think the the dungeon uh dungeon meta achievement is like the best color from my perspective. So I'm um, just using my jailer mount. I got that. I was the last person on our team to get that. Oh, we right? actually technically there's one other person that didn't get it mm-hmm. and they were offered it and they're like, no, I would rather do a sale. <laughs> And it's like, gotcha. okay, we'll sell it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's funny. Yeah, no, yeah. It's uh I, I I've put that one now in my rotation, which I'll probably never use it because I don't think there's any zones left that are just ground only that you'd use it in, but um because it yeah. doesn't fly, unfortunately. Um but yeah. Um I mean yeah. you use it in keys. You That's know. true. Quarter stars, you can't fly. That's true. That's true. Um so yeah, so that is uh that is um 
that's uh, so that's the mount stuff. Yeah. Aside, um, one final, or maybe two or three, two two final things before we get into sort of like the ten. Yeah, I think, these, I think stuff. these go together. Yeah, so these next two things a little bit go together. So Nagura of World First Method fame and just general liquid caster person, um, high end mythic plus player person, uh, interviewed uh, one of the lead designers uh, for uh, dungeons, or sorry, lead encounter designer, um, Matt Villers. Um, and she interviewed Matt uh, about Mythic Plus in general. Um, so it's a pretty short interview. It's only about 30 minutes. Um, so shorter, well, I guess most interviews are 30 minutes, maybe, but it felt shorter as I went through it than like the last like Morgan or Ian interviews that had come out. Um, and they sort of talk about a bunch of different Mythic Plus stuff, like philosophy, um, some of the affixes, like some of the balancing stuff. And um, there's a couple of interesting things, right? Like um, a lot of times, like, she asked a little bit about like RP in dungeons, like when yeah. that's appropriate, when it's not. And, um, you know, Matt, of course, was like, well, we take it out when it makes sense, but sometimes we leave it in because, you know, it's just a part of the dungeon. And like the reference now is, of course, the Halls of Valor, the the final two boss, you know, RP, yeah. particularly the third boss RP and how long that takes. Yeah. Um, and the idea and like his Matt's response is basically like, it's just iconic, like it's something that like as design team, like we didn't think we like, we didn't want to take out because it's just, you know, such a big part of the dungeon. Yeah. Um, Halls of Valor. I honestly like don't mind the Halls of Valor one because of that. Like it is like the, the no, I am God Kings go vault yeah, yeah. at the end. Like, okay. All right. Um, the, they do mention that like they took out, took out some from Tazavesh. Mm-hmm. Um, they, left the booty based stuff because people were pulling trash in a ring of booty in freehold they were pulling yep. trash during the rp so like people were finding clever ways to do things during the rp and like that's you know that's what they want yeah mm-hmm. um but it is on their radar so yeah um, yeah we'll see. yeah we'll see if they make any changes um depending on particularly on what the next set of dungeons is for like season two um yeah if there's any sort of big rp moments they also talk a little bit about randomness which um which I think is cool. So the the I don't know, I don't know if you remember, I didn't remember this by the way. Um, but Fenrir in halls speaking of halls of valor, Fenrir's yeah. position can be in one of two positions, basically on the left or the right side in tip, the normal dungeon. Yeah. Um, but in Mythic Plus, um, that boss is always on the right side. So yeah. basically, they've they've taken you know some level of randomness out of like where things can spawn or like I think there's probably a couple of other examples even in the current dungeons where you know things could be in multiple places in the normal dungeon, but if you're doing right. Mythic Plus, it's always, you know, in that in that one position. Um, so yeah, there, I had another example off the top of my head when I was reading this, or when the, he was describing answering this. I was like, it's also this boss, but I can't remember. Um, There's kind of a counter example to that. There's randomness in Quarter Stars with which um, profession items you get access to. There is, yeah. So there is a yeah, which like there's you always have that alchemy one, which is the most important one. Yep. Right but then there's the also the the there's three that impact routing or four. There's uh jewel crafting, one for healers, one for leather workers, and one for hunters, basically. Mm-hmm. And each of those pull a mini boss. And I've I don't think you can have more than two up at once. I've never seen more than two up at once. No, it's Maybe like you two, can get yeah. three. But uh you're not guaranteed to have two. Yeah. So yeah. um you can have to pull an extra enforcer that you like a lot of the time you will get two of the four, but sometimes you won't. Yeah. Which, I mean, it, it's a, 
Yeah, I guess that too. There's also randomness in the enforcer spawns, which could dictate yeah. how much trash you pull and and all that stuff. So yeah, maybe quarter stars isn't. Yeah, maybe they should have talked about maybe that one too about really reeling that in. So um, so yeah. So there was a. Uh, talked a little bit about that, and then um, talked a little bit about the affix, the seasonal affix, and just I think affixes in general, right? Yeah. And the funny thing about thundering is, so Matt's response at the time was essentially like. Uh, they're still like looking at feedback on thundering, particularly when we talk about tanks getting the debuff, and the fact that like one of the biggest issues with tanks getting it is like there's a bunch of frontals. You're sort of you play most dungeons not trying to stand on the tank unless there's a specific mechanic you're doing, and yeah. now you're asking DPS or a healer to like figure out when a frontal or when something like is going to cleave you is not going to happen, so you can clear the tank quickly. Yeah. Um, and it always changed, right? So. There was a hot fix this week. We'll probably talk about yeah, this here. That's where this goes together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was a hot fix this week that basically sort of limited some of the randomization. So the 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 way that Thundering works now is there is always two positive charges and always three negative charges on the group. Positive the is tank, blue, negative is red for yep. reference. Uh, so I'll use colors, sorry. <laughs> um, and tanks will always receive a negative or red charge. So they basically limited, there's still some randomness in what DPS and healers get. But your tank will always be, you know, red um, and uh, or negative, um, which means so, that you you can just never clear the tank and you're fine. Um, it's not for pugs. It's probably correct, right? It's yeah. probably just correct to just never clear the tank. But it's also not optimal, and that you're giving like your tank full uptime on the DPS buff, which like sure I'll take it, right, right. But right. also it is better if your healer has the extra healing uptime. Or a healing buff on a boss like um the second in temple of jade serpent or the last one in temple of jade serpent yeah um or you give the dps extra uptime on on other bosses with relevant dps checks yeah yeah that's true yeah so there yeah there is that component of it but this should hopefully make it slightly simpler to deal with yeah um so you can like you know have a buddy system or like you know if someone feels comfortable clearing the tank they can but yeah. They always know yeah. that like the tank, if you're positive or blue, have the blue buff, the tank's always an available target, but there's, you know, you're gonna go to the healer yeah. or DPS. So yeah. Um, uh, kind of also connected to Thundering. They had the conversation about affixes more in general. And I don't think there's a lot of interesting stuff here. Like they talked about some of the changes they made and like some like oh, we could potentially like take some out of rotation, put others in, and like Yeah. Nothing concrete, except they talked about affixes on bosses. And this is a good point that I hadn't really thought about. Mm-hmm. Thundering is the first Mythic Plus affix that is active on bosses, unless you are pulling trash onto bosses. Like there's there's infamous stuff like Sanguine under a boss, like you you remember okay. in um, Whitecrest Manor doing that room and oh, yeah. accidentally having Sanguine spawn under the immobile boss in yeah. the pig room. Yeah, that was that was always fun, um, and. Like they they've made sanguine not heal bosses, I believe, but I've never been brave enough to try it. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, thundering is the first one that has impacted bosses, and bosses are so much more complex in general than mm-hmm. trash, like individual trash mobs. Um. But at the same time, if you do a trash pack, I feel like most trash packs are more complex than most of the bosses in newer dungeons it's specifically this this um this expansion yeah like like i mean i think the past three like the doing the old dungeons is way different 
Like um, mm. Shadow Moon Burial Grounds, definitely not. Uh, Temple of Jade Serpent, definitely not. No, yeah. But but doing like Ruby Life Pools, or even going back doing the other side, you know, doing doing Freehold, not really, sure. but you know, temp, uh, Temple of the Storms, yeah, whatever that's called Shrine of the Storms. That's it, and stuff like Underrot, where there's just a lot going on on Trash, uh-huh. um, and then bosses are like a break from the complexity. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, I think yeah. Nowadays, it's yeah. Even the trash is could be as complex depending on how you do the packs and even if it's just a single pack right you're not doing crazy like two or three pulls right you're doing like a single pull can have multiple casters multiple things to kick or dodge and, yeah yeah no i i get that and yeah um yeah but yeah but the the comment on thundering was was interesting too because i mean as a part of that comment they brought up faded raids which is like yeah i think still like you know hopefully they get better at making fixes that don't make me want to like rip my hair out uh yeah like and like i think that's a big difference too like dungeon bosses are a significant step down in complexity from raid bosses mm -hmm. and also thundering is a significant step down in complexity from the faded affixes yeah 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 so we'll see what we i mean we'll see what we get as our season two affix probably hopefully shortly but um but yeah so they talked a little bit about that and then um they had a big discussion on uh like just balance in general both dungeon balance and class balance the class balance discussion is was pretty non-interesting. Um, if you have like a couple brain cells and realize like, hey, most of the reasons people don't do or do twenties on a single class is not because other classes can't do it. It's just because it's quote unquote easier as termed by the community, right? Like they yeah. talk about perception being like a huge um, reason that like a lot of people say one spec is bad over another spec. Yeah, um, I mean that literally played out this tier with Brewmaster where. Unironically, Brewmaster was one of the stronger choices for the later bosses in in the raid, yeah. but was not one of the stronger choices in Mythic Plus. It was like very playable, mm -hmm. not one of the stronger choices. Much harder to play than some of the stronger choices. Right. Um. But then, like, it got buffed. And it's gonna be buffed again on Tuesday, and now it's probably actually like second best tank for Razageth on Mythic. From what That's I've been so hearing, because it's like it's got mobility and also has the ability blood decay and brewmaster. Like I mentioned this over and over again, blood decay and brewmaster just trivialize the healing mechanic in phase three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it's just it's it's the balancing conversation is always funny because like that's generally like Blizzard doesn't balance to make sure everybody can like the distribution of people doing the top level keys shouldn't be a flat bar, right? Like yeah. they'll be they'll be they'll be just at that level there are certain classes just intrinsically are better based on something yeah. baseline that makes that class that class and so no i mean I, they, they talked a little about that and they talked also about just dungeon balance in general um and nothing really groundbreaking, groundbreaking there other than like if they need to make changes to a dungeon they will try and make those changes early on in the season versus waiting and generally yeah. their changes will always be to make a dungeon easier versus raising its difficulty yeah so. and they also talk about like wanting non-throughput things as reasons to bring classes like the arranged okay. spell example that they use for for raging weeks but then it's like you know your non-restoration druid gets an invite one in you know one in four weeks yeah that's true that is true yeah, yeah so um we'll see i mean it's a good you know, sort of i think it's one of the first interviews nigger has ever done so um it was interesting at least to listen through it's just not a ton of of new info out there yeah so. 
I, I definitely thought the like stuff about Thundering was probably the most interesting bit of it, especially the funny bit of them talking about maybe doing something with tanks on Thundering. And then by yeah. the time we reach the podcast, they've hot fixed it, Thundering for tanks. Yeah, yeah, it came out yesterday or Friday, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so um, but yeah, no, a good, good little interview um from Nagura to talk a little bit some new new info, new info. Um, well, cool. I think that is. Everything that happened at least last week, um, maybe one or two things we'll talk about in this next section. But so moving on to maybe like the main topic of today, which is really to talk, uh, you know, 10.0.5 comes out this week. So it's a big deal. First, you know, major patch in um, Dragonflight. And to be honest with you, probably the quickest like major patch that's come out in Dragonflight that has a bunch of stuff in it. It was it was funny. I was reading the notes and like the trading post was like the first big thing. And then um if that was the only thing coming out, I'd be like, oh, this is like the selfie stick patch um, <laughs> from, was that from WAD, was it, or I think? Yeah. Um, which is like, that was the only feature in it. It was like a, a 0.0.5 patch, I think, at that point. Um, but no, wasn't I mean, that a, actually like, wasn't that actually like 6.1? Oh, I no, it yeah, was it was a, a content patch. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It was Twitter uh, integration and the selfie stick. Yeah. So great. That was a great patch. Um, but no, so this one has a bunch in it. We've covered it over the past couple of weeks. Um, in terms of like a ton of, I mean, the biggest thing I think from our perspective is going to be like the class balancing, the talent changes, yeah. updates. They're adding new talents, right? From Miss Weaver. I got to um, get worked on, on yeah. Huawei and on Peak for the Brewmaster updates. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's a really, a really fun patch, new patch. Some things will be interesting. We'll, we'll see uh maybe how we'll see how it goes we'll see i'm i'll i haven't talked about this much but i'm not enjoying miss weaver right now surprisingly in raids so there's a chance i might i might go the way of you and not be playing miss weaver here in a, in a couple weeks so. well for reference i have never been a miss weaver player well i meant brewmaster <laughs> you know you've forsaken the brews you know on multiple yeah, occasions yeah yeah um <laughs> the uh is it just like is it is it the playstyle thing or is it a, uh, uh, the fun build has not the numbers build? Uh, no, I think it's the playstyle. Like, uh, yeah, I think it's kind of the playstyle, and I get very competitive, and it's very frustrating watching, at least in my raids, someone who I think I'm better than like crush me on like healing meters, and like is that person an evoker by yes, chance? Yes, it is, and it's very yeah. upsetting. <laughs> very you know, upsetting. Any- Anytime that you feel bad because the evoker is out healing you, just remember they're also healing the boss. That's true. Oh, wait, what? Are they? They can. They can. That's, that's true. Um, we have a terrorist poll where the evoker healed the boss for 300k. Oh, God, idiots. Um, <laughs> no, but um, it's, I think it's a combination of that. And I think the, the play style just doesn't, I don't, yeah. I don't think I get it. And it's just personally frustrating for me. I don't yeah. think it's bad. It's just like, it's not. It's not it doesn't click. It just doesn't click. But yeah. any event, um, ten out of five comes out, and um, so I think the uh, so I think the biggest thing that's come out this week in terms of new news that we haven't talked about yet is the creation cal- or revival catalyst is what they're calling it. Essentially, the, the catalyst. catalyst. We're yeah, just the catalyst. Call it the catalyst. Yeah, and so this is of course the thing that changes uh, gear that drops into. You can basically transmute it or convert it into tier set pieces. Um, And so uh, they released essentially how the system works. It's, you know, you get uh, a quest um, and a bar to fill up and you do activities over the course of the week. And when you fill up that bar, you get one charge uh, to use for your catalyst. Um, And so the activities range from like killing 
rare mobs in the new Primal Invasion event. It's doing world quests, or the, sorry, the major world events like the Feast or Dragonbane's Keep. Um, right. It's doing Mythic Plus dungeons. Um, it's killing bosses in raids. Killing raid bosses and then doing yeah. BGs or doing PvP pieces. Um, and so you have to basically fill this bar up. Um, perhaps I, I, there's a bunch of unconfirmed percentages on the Wowhead post for this, but um, it seems like you do enough activities, fill the bar, and you get a currency, you get a charge, basically, and lets you convert one item. Um, right yeah. now, um, you have a limit of six you can store on a character, uh, and the quests seem to only be once a week. So you right. essentially get one charge a week currently. And um, it is also account-wide, not only, apparently, not mm-hmm. all, so not only is the charge account-wide, that's confirmed, we know that that's like, you, you get the quest done, all of your characters get a charge, even if they don't exist yet, you could like finish the quest, boost a character, or like create and boost a character, and then, then they'll have the charge. Um, but also apparently progressing the quest is supposed to be account-wide too, too, which is like, this is the first account-wide quest for something like this, yeah. besides like battle pack quests. Battle pack quests are all account-wide. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That's a... Sorry. <laughs> that's a that's a kind of a big deal it also means that like you know one of the common problems with raiding stuff is you get to the end of the tier right and you're just extending on the final boss on mythic and you're done with heroic you're done with normal you don't need any loot from it Mm -hmm. and up to that point the way you would get your catalyst charges maybe you just like in reclear you get it done on your main and all of your alts have it um, this means that you don't have to find a way to get the the quest done on your main and also your alts. Maybe it means that you do like a couple of weekly keys on your main and then a couple more weekly keys on an alt, and then mm-hmm. maybe you like do some normal or some heroic on your alt and uh, get that unlocked that way. And like just being able to spread it out across like you know multiple characters, so you can do like if you are like really an altaholic and you just play like eight characters you could just do like a weekly key on each mm-hmm. and and get it that way in theory in practice we don't know if it's actually going to work yeah yeah so hopefully hopefully it does work like that which will be nice um just to get you know to yeah to not have to worry about playing a specific character and you know only progressing the quest that way so um and this is sort of a i think a big depart or big change from the last catalyst cuz if you remember that was all based on having a currency which um, cosmic yeah. flux which is just if on your main was never an issue but on your alt was always a pain point of like i don't want to have yeah. to go do dailies again or like kill yeah. rare mobs to get flux so and you definitely like uh, we had this conversation when they announced that the catalyst would have capped charges but like cosmic flux once they made it so that you could send it to other characters you like paid you know a little tax basically to send mm-hmm. it from character to character but your main probably had so much that you could fund three alts just instantly. And that's more or less what happened with me is I was able to do that and then turn around and you need the fourth one and you have none left. Yeah, exactly. So there's, there's some upsides and some downsides to this one where like you can't fully catalyst everything Mm -hmm. um, immediately with this. On the other hand, you don't need to, you need four charges for a tier set. Right. And you have like two extra charges in case you know you get a chess piece you catalyst that then you get a higher eye level chess piece and you want to catalyst that you've got breathing room you can go and do it it doesn't matter yeah exactly 
exactly. So that is, I think, the the big news on Catalyst this week. Quest opens, you know, starts this week too. So make sure you pick it up before you do any of your fun activities. Oh, sorry. One other thing. They confirmed crafted gear is not eligible to be used in the Catalyst. Gotcha. Or the renowned track, which I'm assuming means any of like the vendor. The reputation gear, gear yeah. yeah. Any yeah, of the yeah. rep gear you can get. Um, um but it has to be drops basically from Mythic Plus or the raid. Um or maybe quest gear. Maybe. Um, like I'm assuming that like I mean, maybe um like drops from, rare drops from rare drops and things like that. Maybe you could do that. I don't know. Yeah, that would they be didn't a... confirm that, but honestly, like you probably don't need that. Yeah. Yeah, at this point, yeah. You probably yeah. don't need that. Um, so yeah, so that is sort of the the creation, or sorry, the revival, the catalyst uh, in a nutshell. <laughs> um, so cool. And then, so the other thing that we haven't really, we didn't really talk about was, um, it was just data mined, but, um, but uh, the trading post. The trading post is coming in. If you aren't familiar, a lot of people are like, sort of calling it like a WoWs version of Battle Pass, but it's like, a fun thing with a bunch of like daily or, you know, like progression based things you can do uh, that are open world out in the world and you get a currency for doing those things. You can buy stuff with that currency, like transmog pets, just random things. So it's sort of a, like a not like a solo progression system where you get cosmetic type rewards, right. For, for doing it. Um, and so one thing that was data mined was that there is a special, uh, Night Elf Warden transmog that's available in both the sun and moon variant. So it's like a greenish yellow tint of this armor and then a like a white purplish tint of this armor. Um, and it comes from doing a um, doing getting the special reward from the trading post 12 times. And the special rewards from trading posts are sort of a monthly reward you can get um, for completing tasks. And so you essentially need to do that monthly reward thing 12 times to get this you know, Warden Transmog, which um, I think is cool. Um, yeah. A lot of people are a, slightly um, upset. But There's been a, a number of people on the internet making mountains out of molehills, as yeah. they are wont to do, that, you know, are upset that it's going to take them a year of playing the game in order to get their Transmog Warden set. And you know what? A year is a long time. I'll give them that bit. Yeah, it is. But, but at at the same oh. token, the it's not like grinding every day for a year. It's like one day out of a month, you have to like complete a couple of tasks for the trading post and then you get your progress counted for it. Right. Yeah. Like um, if this is so this is just them adding basically veterans rewards. A bunch of games mm-hmm. have these um, Final Fantasy has these as well, where like just for basically playing the game. I guess for for actually in the Final Fantasy case, it's just for being subscribed, you get that. But um, for this, you have to actually play the game. Mm-hmm. Shocker. Imagine uh, that. But it is it is something like it's a unique transmog for just like playing the game for a year. And I don't, based on my reading of the achievement, I don't think that you need like they're speculating like what if this needs to be consecutive? And my response would be that would be fucking dumb. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's no way that they were the achievement, earned the monthly special reward from the trading post 12 times, and have it mean your quest progress resets after you fail to do this once. Yeah. Like, there's no shot. So, yeah, no. you know, we'll, 
there will be people like me that just will get this in 12 months and there will be people that show up you know for a month or two every patch and they will get it in two years and that's fine yeah yeah no yeah i I don't i don't see the issue with it also not gonna lie not that big of a fan of the transmog i think it's it's okay but not super cool uh this is something so there there are like there are like two good hunter transmogs and they're both from legion actually well uh, there's there's the one from nighthold Mm -hmm. and the just the recolors of that 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 set's good um and then there's the one from tomb of sargeras which is the upscaling you know better textures better models of the like old like t6 transmog from black temple um and that's it those are the good (laughs) sets um there are not other good sets so this is number three not bad not bad this is number three so my my hunter now has a little bit of extra variety and like i wouldn't use this whole set but like you can turn off um some of the bits like the shoulders and the helm that are just like big and out there (laughs) yeah 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 um and I'm actually curious if the uh, there's like uh, so I'm gonna pull this up on stream, but if you're listening, there's a big like collar, metallic collar thing, and it looks like it's attached to the helm. So I think if you hide the helm, then you hide the collar. But if not, then that this may actually not be the third good hunter set. <laughs> yeah, that looks a part of the helm. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, but um, but I think I mean I don't I think it's a it's a cool thing they're adding like a long term progression thing like you said like a veteran type reward for someone who is you know kept up with with this system um for the last year or so so um so cool that there's that coming um and we talked about the rest of the trading post but I mean it nothing but good things to say about it, at least from my side um it's really good really good addition to the game as long as they don't like give you the option to buy whatever the currency is like it if yeah. you cannot buy script then this is fine if yeah. they give you the option to buy trading post script then the whole thing goes in the dumpster real quick yeah agreed um so cool and then um one of i guess one of the, the last updates and then we can talk maybe a little bit um there was another set of data mine changes, which now it looks like you can activate or sorry, change your war mode status, not only in Orgrimmar, but also in Valdraken, which, which is good. It was like, always dumb that you had to go back to the old city to turn on war mode. Yeah, it's just it's so it was so annoying um, to do that, like particularly like so like I, I generally run in war mode on for the majority of my time when I play the game. Um, You're crazy. But, yeah, well, it's, I mean, for and for me, I don't go out in the world generally unless it's like with somebody else and we're doing like swoops or we're doing something where like I just get 10% more of like what I need, right? Like whether that's, you yeah. know, whatever it ends up being, which is nice. Um, I will tell you, it was always a pain when like we would try, like I'd be short on time. I need to get something done. So like quickly turn war mode off because I'm getting just killed. I just don't want to deal with it do whatever I need to do. And then like the next time I have to go through and do swoops, I'm like, well, crap. Now I have to go all the way, like basically two or three loading screens, go to Ogremark, come back to whatever I was doing, then fly out to wherever I was going. And it was always like just uh, that part of it. I never yeah. enjoyed. So it's nice yeah. that it's in the capital city. I'm hoping this just becomes the norm or like they, they should drop. They should just the make orb- it. Yeah. Well, I think I think going to the capital city is fine. Cause that way it doesn't allow you to like quickly pull people in. Yeah. This should be like it should be sanctuaries, like major sanctuaries, like 
you know, I should be able to go to the Vale of Eternal Blossoms. I should be able to go into the Horde City as a Horde player and turn on War Mode. Yeah. It's yeah. like, why not? Oh, yeah, I, I agree. And I'm I'm hoping maybe the plan is like it's like they just leave this as a Ogremar plus major expansion city type thing where it's like, yeah, next expansion. It won't be Val, like Valdraken gets dropped and whatever the new name of the new capital city is called like that gets added. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, um, it's a nice quality of life change. You don't have to like jump through a bunch of hoops to, to change your yeah. war mode status. So uh, we also got a final round well, maybe final round of class tuning uh, that was announced as coming with the 10.0.5 patch. This was announced on, I think, Friday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Friday. Um, So uh, there's a good bit of stuff in here. There's some highlights that I want to pull out. Not a whole lot this month related, but there is one change. Um, I just want to highlight they're buffing Fire Mage again. Yeah. And Frost Mage. Or five percent damage to both, yeah. That's um, funny. because mages must have at least two good specs. Uh, anyway, uh, they're also Mistweaver, Lesson of Despair. So this is this is this like the Shaloon's lessons thing? Yeah, it's the it's the talent that basically every time you use Shaloon's, you get one of four buffs. Okay. Um. Yeah. And yeah, this is increasing the um the lessons of despair where you um it increased. Yeah, increase critical strike when uh yeah, while you're above yeah, while you're above fifty percent out. So if you get that proc, you get increased critical strike right, right. above that. So it, it was while you're above eighty percent health, now it's while you're above fifty percent health, which is a pretty substantial buff actually, because like it's yeah. much harder to stay above eighty percent health than it is to stay above fifty percent health. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and this also just gets it online sooner. So like the other issue yeah. is that like Technically, when you're going to use Shaloons will more than likely be in a dungeon setting. So, like, if you're using it to heal up your party and you go above 80%, more than likely, like, two or three other people are also above 80%. And so, like, the need for the increased critical strike sort of drops, right? Like, at that point, most of the rig group is probably topped. And, you know, having more crits always nice, but it's not like a healing throughput increase. So, yeah, dropping the trigger point is, I think, is a good thing. Um, Um, but like relevant to to other healers, we've got major disc priest buffs. I'm not going to go through them because I'm not the disc priest. But our disc priest is very excited. Um, uh, major restoration shaman buffs, and our resto shaman is very excited about those. Yes. Um, yeah. good actually. They buffed. Uh, same with with like similar to mages, they buffed both warlock specs. They're not seeing as much play. They're both seeing play. Like demo lock is fine, but they buffing it although they're buffing it because it's not doing so good on single target it's like doing good on 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 cleave and aoe so they're like yeah. trying to make the single target be- single target better which is like respectable and i'm just like a little bit it's just like a meme yeah. that like warlock must have multiple good specs mage must have multiple good specs meanwhile like most other spec classes for like the history of the game have had like one spec that's good ever at one point in time yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. but in fairness to them they are doing better because we also got arms warrior and fury warrior buffs which is like one of the classes that historically only one of those two specs is ever good at the time and now they're trying to make like both of them good and that's yeah. like you know big thumbs up that's good they're also nerfing protection warrior which is like you know great rejoicing throughout the world yeah um and the the prot warrior nerfs are small. Honestly, these are 
So a long time ago, a long, long time ago, um, one of the League of Legends designers commented that sometimes they nerf characters, like small nerfs, baby nerfs, to characters that people think are overpowered just because the perception of, oh, they got nerfed, let me reevaluate things. Yeah. Is enough to get people to like try other things and knock something out of the meta. Yeah. That, that's basically what these Prot Warrior nerfs are. It works out to 12% reduced block rating, um, which is like, it's substantial, but it doesn't actually affect crit blocks, which are what you're dealing a lot like with the really crazy blocks that they get during shield block. Mm-hmm. Um, because So like their mastery, for those that don't know, there's like block. And the amount that you block is based on your block rating. It's not 100% like parry or dodge. Right. Um, so the higher your block rating, the more you block. There's a cap. A crit block doubles your block rating. And currently that just like sends you way over the cap. Mm-hmm. This 12% does not make it uh, stop doing that. So a crit block is still way over the cap. So like it doesn't affect crit blocks at all. Right. Um, so it's like a nerf. It's going to hurt their durability slightly, mm-hmm. but they're still going to be extremely good. The hope is everybody reads Prot Warrior nerf, nerfs, yeah, and starts yeah. inviting Guardian Druids. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, um, yeah. That's a, that's an interesting concept too about uh, about yeah they the small nerfs just to change people's perception or to have people look at, at different things, right? I think is is always good. So. Um, but yeah, I mean that's like we've already covered. I think most of the other changes in the patch, so it's not you know bunch of like we said bunch of misweaver changes in this thing. I think all of them good. Um, so we'll see how it plays. Um, I think you're pretty excited about the brewmaster stuff. Um, yeah, some good brewmaster talent changes. Yeah, yeah. I don't. There's not much. Or does Windwalker get a ton? I didn't think there was much in the way of Windwalker. It was like a some some minor things around like Feyline Stomp and yeah um, some of like their reset stuff there, but. Um, but nothing really in terms of numbers tuning for for Windwalker coming in. So and honestly, Windwalker doesn't need it. Windwalker's yeah. got a good AOE build, a good single target build, and also has the ability to do really good burst single target, which is actually like one of the things we're doing for Dathea platforms. Is we have split up our Arcane Mage and our Windwalker, and our Windwalker mm-hmm. is playing the the Serenity build that they were playing for Sinarth, where they were just like crushing the yeah. Medium Spider just like destroying it, like number one damage by a mile. Um, and so we're going to have Arcane Mage on one, and they're going to be number one damage by a mile. And we're going to have Windwalker Monk on the other, and they're going to be number one damage by a mile. That's and awesome. and so that's that's like, that's good. That's good. Windwalker's good. Yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. Um, so yeah, so that, so, um, you know, tons of, you know, lots so, tons of changes it's just such a i can't reiterate it enough or say enough like it's tons of, ton, it's such a departure from like the typical dot o dot five patches we've seen in the past i think it's yeah i think it's primarily i mean it is the first patch after they put in this massive talent thing so i think there's a lot of things that probably just missed the like the final like launch build window right. um yeah. that's sort of included in this but even beyond that i think there's just a, a lot of good stuff here um even if you don't play yeah. monk um druid's getting massive changes so most um, of which is still broken yeah which is well they the, have 24 hours so yeah hang on let me what's the name of the ability it's like lunar strikes or something i'm finding it uh lunar beam okay uh 
it deals damage to you and heals your target. Mm-hmm. You target it at an enemy. That's so funny. That's so funny. It's, it's just flip flop the. They just flip flop the bits. It's got they just flip flop the bits. Yeah. Yeah. Turn that one yep. into a zero and you're good. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny though. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh man. Um but yeah, I mean I think that's about it for uh for the podcast this week. And not too much. Um hopefully we'll we'll talk a little bit maybe next week just about how the changes actually feel, right? I, yeah. I hadn't been on PTR much this cycle, so I haven't actually played yeah. with the new stuff, but um I've been yeah. I did the number of keys on my on my monk this week more than I had been. And I'm excited to go in next week with the new talents because one of the nice. things that I did notice is running out of expel harm orbs, um, oh. and then like not being able to to in like in like uh, boss fights like trash you just like have a million of them, but yeah. in boss yeah. fights like the boss doesn't do enough damage to like let you have a big expel harm after every major mechanic, but some of these some of these talents spirit of the ox like might so yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting but the best place to come and hang out and talk about all these new talents and new builds and all this fun stuff is gonna be the pico serenity discord uh which i highly highly recommend that you come join uh and uh if you if you want to support us the work we do on the show and on the site and um I'm totally flubbing the outro. You yeah, you're do doing, over you're at doing our, real bad, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can do that over at our Patreon at patreon.com slash And uh, if you do become a patron, please put a note. This is for Emilsa, not Anomaly. Uh, just just Rude. for that. Rude. Rude. <laughs> uh, but that is going to be it for the show today. Thank you all for watching and or listening. And we will see you next week. See you.